You are not going to want to miss the end of this one as Pat reads rap lyrics, and it is much funnier than I ever could have dreamed it would be. It's amazing. But before that, we're going to preview the Sony Open with our key stats, our picks, our our, our fades, our sleepers, the course breakdown. We've got some caddy insight on the golf course this week as well. It's a great show. There's some agreement. There's a good bit of disagreement in this one. There's a lot of strategy discussion in terms of DFS. So you're going to get all of that. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. We very much appreciate it. Let's get going. We're the Tour, 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 Tour Junkies. We're the Tour, 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 Tour Junkies. PGA Tour fanatics, golf addicts, podcast use, you gotta have it. Special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a lap, sip some rose with Pat. Tour, 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 tour junkies. We're the tour, 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 tour junkies. These pampered f***. On their podcast so early. Tell you what, Pat, two more, uh, two more hours, and we can go get some mai tais, buddy. You want some mai tais? Can I get a mai tai. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I may be getting water, but uh, you can get your mai tais. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? What's going on, golf addicts? DB here of the Tour Junkies. We're back. We've had some technical issues already thus far. Henceforth, a slight delay. If you're trying to catch us on YouTube, we apologize, but we are there now. We're here. Um, if you're not watching us live every week on YouTube, or at least going back to our YouTube channel and watching us, it's actually a little bit more entertaining than than you know than you would think. Maybe you get to see Pat, who looks really dapper tonight. I got to say, Pat's wearing his uh, his shirt that has ro- rose glasses all over it. It's it's very nice, very nice shirt. Um, he's got a tour visor on. He looks, you look very nice, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I wanted to wear like a Hawaiian shirt or something, but I didn't have one of those in my closet. And I was really excited when I bought this shirt at the RSM Classic. Uh, it's got rosé glasses, as you mentioned, on it. Um, or maybe just pink wine. I, I don't know, but it's yeah, whatever. So, yeah, I'm excited, excited about the Sony Open. We got a full field this week and uh, had a, fa- you know, what a finish last week uh, at the Century. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. We'll be talking about that, well, I'm sure, in a little bit. But uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, as we know, with the new show format, we try to get to this week's course breakdown, key stats, picks, all that stuff, right up front in the podcast. So we're going to do that. Uh, here now and then we're going to do some recap and then I'm excited about tonight because in tonight's special segment of the night towards the end hopefully Pat has had what's the podcast you tonight what are we drinking uh we got a little transfusion tonight with some Tito's Oof, vodka great no uh splendid no free ads but yeah it's gonna be a well, good night and, and you know I played a little golf this afternoon with a listener and so had a few beers we need to hear about that yeah had a few beers during uh, golf um and so had a had a good little base going. So. Well, that should be great for the um, uh, for for the last segment tonight, where we're going to have Pat read rap lyrics. Pat is going to read rap lyrics tonight, and I've got a great song that was a listener suggestion. I'm really excited about it. Uh, should be a great time. So, uh, Pat, are you ready? Yeah. 
I'm very ready. Let's uh, but let's let's hit this course breakdown. Let's learn a little bit more about Awayalaya. Awayalaya. I wonder if I, I was thinking about this when we first did the show because you know I don't pronounce things very very good. And yes, I, know. I wonder if I said waylay like the first time. Like I probably did. Like that. That's how it looks you to did. me. But yeah. So this week at the Sony Open, we're at Wailai Country Club, just outside of Honolulu, Hawaii. This is a par 70 playing just over 7,000 yards. We've got a full field this week. And one thing I want you to remember is there is a new cut rule. Now, it went into effect into the fall. But now that we're, uh, you know, kind of getting into the real season here, just remember it is T65 in ties, mm, not T70 in, in, in ties, and no uh, MDF. So none of that Saturday MDF stuff anymore. So... Looking forward to that. You got Bermuda grass, tee to green. These greens, they typically have them rolling pretty quick and, and true to form as far as Bermuda grass is, is concerned. Fairly small greens, so kind of difficult to hit. Um, so you really want to be, um, you know, greens and regulation is one thing I'm looking at. Proximity, especially when you get small greens. Uh, you got two par fives on this course. Both of them are gettable. Um, so you definitely got to score when you get to the par fives. Four par threes, all relatively long. Um, while I has played typically fairly easy uh, on tour. It was 32nd last year out of 50 courses, 39th in 2018, 43rd in 2017. You know, off the tee, again, like I mentioned, it's pretty short, but, you know, I think driving accuracy is something that, you know, is, is something I'm going to look at because I think you've got to be able to hit the, these fairways in the right spots to attack these greens. Um, but I don't think the rough is going to be all that difficult. I think that's something you'll want to maybe look out from us uh, later in the week. Uh, we might get some caddy information as far as how's the roughs looking because these they run these fairways really fast, and you see a lot of run out from the fairways. And so if there is some rough, then yeah, driving accuracy is going to be a little bit more of a, a, a an emphasis for me uh, when I'm looking at this course. Uh, DB, are you are you okay? Yeah, I choked him with I know the, there, I know sorry. the information that I'm throwing out just has you. You're just you're just you can't. You're no, I'm good. so excited good. about this course breakdown. But yeah, I think you'll see bombers sort of dial it back a little bit off the tee. Uh, I don't think they're going to be yeah. you know just bombing all over this place. You just really can't do that. Um, what was see, it you said last year? What, what was your what was the phrase you said? He's going to be he's going to bomb. What was it you said? I'm going to bomb it. He's going to bomb it. Oh, we got to remember that. Somebody help us remember. Oh, you're going to Anyway, all right, go ahead. Anyway, um, but you see a lot of different style players win on this course. I mean, uh, you had Cooch in 2019, Patton Kazire in 2018, JT in 2017. Fabian Gomez, who uh, DB early on in the podcast has um, anointed as Selena's daddy in 2000. 2000- well, do you remember... In 2016, when he won, I picked him on the you podcast did. at 100 to one. Yeah, that was a fantastic yeah. pick. And uh, and then 2015, for the second year in a row, you had Jimmy Walker win this this tournament. Uh, as as we always look at, especially on these Hawaii courses, we want to look at the wind. It's been really windy lately. We saw that last week. Um, I think it might settle down a little bit at Wailai this week, but we will want to check that out later on into Wednesday. 
As far as me always looking at form and course history for stats, I think scrambling is somewhat key because of the, these greens. I think if you miss them, you got to be able to get up and down. And then strokes gained approach into these greens uh, is something else that I looked at uh, outside of proximity, which I already mentioned. So there you go. That's the course breakdown for the Sony Open at Wiley Country Club. Should be a great week. we got a pretty good field, so I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. It's a good field. We do have a little caddy insight um, from a longtime caddy on tour that, uh, in advance, has given us some information. But we do we feel pretty good about getting some more insight come chalk bomb. So we need a, we need a key phrase again, Pat. We need a key phrase on how on, on what we let the listeners know on Twitter if we have caddy insight or not. Uh, in the chalk bomb email Wednesday night, we we started that I think for the last event of the year I think like the RSM or something, um, but if we yeah. get caddy insight, I we need to be, let the people know. Yeah, I think it should be sh- something uh, Hawaiian related, like uh, maybe R- something about Mark Rolfing. Mark Mark Rolf- <laughs> Rolfing entered the building. Um, Rolfing That's is in cliche. a Rolfing is is in a a hula skirt or whatever you. Call. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep chewing on that, but we'll have something. If you see something, some tweet that's very obscure and cryptic from us on Wednesday, that means we have additional caddy insight uh, about how the course is setting up. But from what we have right now, definitely uh, would echo what Pat said. Small greens, they're very firm to hit into. They're fast. Uh, he did talk about how firm the golf course is as well. Definitely said that it is a short, uh, short players course. It's a field course, um, and bombers will for sure club down. It was interesting. We don't usually get a lot of comp courses from caddies, uh, but uh, or f- most caddies don't really like comp courses. But this one particularly says that Colonial may be the only comp course he would look at. And and one key thing that I think he says here is that first timers can definitely compete here. So, you know, the golf course is in front of you. The greens aren't super tricky if you hit them. You just got to hit them and you got to land, you got to, you know, keep your ball on them as you approach. And then you got to be able to read, you know, you know, putt on Bermuda. But other than that, they're not that tricky. So he says that first timers can definitely compete. So I think that's interesting. Um, You know, we've had 15 of the last 21 winners of this event have played Kapalua the week before. So there's a trend there. Uh, you know, so whether or not you want to, you know, you want to give an extra edge to guys who played Kapalua is definitely something to think about. They've kind of taken the rust off. What was you that, what was that, that number Pat? you just threw out? 15 of the last 21 Sony winners have played Kapalua. Huh. I think that's pretty good info. That's my, th- you so asked too. my thoughts on that. That's my thoughts on that. That's good yeah. info. Um, you know, and I think I was reading some quotes today from some from the players um, about the Sony. And like there was one year where Kiz talked about how he enjoyed playing, or, or he was grateful to be able to play uh, Kapalua the week before because he was able to shake the rust off. He said that in an interview. Like I, I do think there's something to that when you see a player come back after not having played in a while, um, kind of getting that rust off. I think that's kind of part of it. And, and this, like you mentioned, it's a full field event. 65 players now making the making the cut. Six of six, if we're talking DFS, is definitely a huge advantage. Um, so getting all six of your golfers through the cut line is a big deal. You know, that's an edge worth exploring, um, especially, I think, as we get down into some of the guys in the 7K and 6K range that, you know, um, 
played last week versus guys that didn't. And you're going to have to strike your ball out here. This is, uh, like you mentioned, second shot golf course into tight targets, small targets. And, you know, we're not going to talk about the weather a ton, but it does look like conditions are predicted to be much windier this week than we've seen in years past. I looked over the last five years. Over the last five years, wind conditions here have been anywhere from 5 to 12 miles an hour, maybe 15 at times over the last five years. So very benign conditions. But this year, this week is already looking to be much different. If that keeps it up, I, I think you put even more of an advantage towards your guys who played last week in the windy conditions at Kapalua, kind of have a feel for it, and we know are striking their ball well. So I dug, I dug pretty deep into some guys that played Kapalua last week to see how they got there too. Like you know, uh, I'll talk about one who just putted the lights out of the place, but lost strokes tee to green that was up in the top of the leaderboard. So I think that's something something to look at for sure. Uh, historically, your cut line here has been around two to three under. Um, but, you know, you, we've definitely seen some guys go low here. I mentioned Fabian Gomez won at 100-1. to 1. Patton Kazire won at 80-1 to 1 a couple years ago. You know, I think this is definitely a spot where even though the field's a little stronger, we could see some mid to long shot guys make a run at it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about that. So, uh, and as of uh, another little number I'll throw out there, as of 2019, uh, 13 of 14 past champions have played Wiley before. Now, that kind of contradicts what our caddy said, that, that first-timers can do well here. He didn't say first-timers could win necessarily, but uh, obviously they can still do well, so take that for what it's worth. Um, I, I'm really looking at you know ball strikers, iron players, excellent approach game, uh, and then long-term last 100 rounds uh, strokes game putting on Bermuda as I think this turns into a, uh, you know, a, a dart throwing and who can make the putts kind of competition. Didn't really weigh a whole lot of stats off the tee. Um, that may change come Wednesday night if a caddy tells us, "Listen, the rough's grown up. You can't you can't miss it like you used to." You know what? Whatever. Um, that that could change. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. I and think, then I think yeah. one of the things too that you kind of allude to though is from a strategy standpoint. Yes, you know we have seen. I, I think this is like the caddy said, a course where first timers can do well. But it may mean that you, when you're looking at putting together your lineups, you know, put put together, you know, put those guys in there that have experience that have that have won here, or, you know, in the past or whatever, or that are, you know, obviously proven players. Maybe a, maybe kind of a studs and duds type deal because I think there's a lot of young guys that are in this field that you can put into your lineups that have never played here before, um, but that could ex do extremely well. And I think that that's to me the the tournament winner, the GPP winner this week is going to have like a a stud guy like a JT in there, but then also one of the maybe one of the young guns in there also in their lineup. So that that's kind of initially a little bit what I'm looking at when I'm putting together my, my tournament lineups. Yeah, I mean, I looked at this and I immediately thought studs and duds when the pricing came out. Um, I mean, just look at last week. Like, we're not going to get into last week heavily, but last week's perfect DraftKings lineup, you would have spent all $50,000. You wouldn't have left any money on the table which is rare for an event like that at the Century. Uh, but it was a total studs and duds lineup. You had JT, Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Reed, Lonto Griffin, Sebastian Munoz, and Tyler Duncan. That would have been a perfect DraftKings lineup, scoring 562 points. You know, And, and I kind of feel like that's, that's what we're looking at this week. There's a ton of value in the 7K and 6K range. I mean, I wrote down a lot of names in those, range, uh, in those ranges. So I think you can definitely... Um, you know, do that and still get, 
you know, you're six of six through, which is obviously the most important given the top 65 and ties thing. So uh, this is a fun week. I love this week. Um, you know, we're about to get into that little run where, you know, you either have like, you know, multiple courses that we're debating, you know, that we're trying to figure out or, you know, a 54-hole a, a cut instead of a 36-hole cut. I, I'm just – I'm refreshed to see a full field, you know, one golf course, regular-ass cut event. It, it, I'm, I'm excited about that. Same here. I'm totally with you. Um, of course, all of our statistics provided to uh, us and to you by our friends in the business for now a couple years, Fantasy National – if you're not a member of Fantasy National, you need to do it right now. FantasyNational.com slash TJ is what you do. FantasyNational.com slash TJ gets you the 20% off any subscription that you pick, whether it's weekly, monthly, or annually. And the thing is, if you just want to try it, you can do the weekly. And then if you decide you want to add the monthly or annual membership, it already knows that you're a TJ dude. And it'll still give you the 20% off on the next membership. It's $10 a week, $30 a month, or $250 annually um, when you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and sign up. But that is where we get all of our stats. We've been doing this for over four years now, really five years. Um, there's not a better stat engine, including the PGA Tours website or God knows anything close to it, that even compares uh, in terms of stats, course history, recent form, lineup builders if you're into DFS, uh, betting information, a simulator. It's got everything. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, hook it up. It makes us look good, and it'll make your screens greener and your betting tickets nicer. So, Boom. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you do it? I like it. Um, all right, Pat, let's get started in the top tier. 9K and above, we're going to give you two tournament plays, GPP plays, a cash lock, and a fade. Patrick, would you like to start? Sure, I will start. And I'm going to start at the very top with JT, Justin Thomas. I know he's You're going to spend $12,000 on Justin Thomas? I'm going to spend $12,000 on him. You know what? I think, first off, I think he's going to be the player of the year. And I, I You know, not. somebody somebody on the YouTube comments earlier said you look like daddy's money and gated community right now with your rosé collar shirt and your Sea Island uh, oversized visor, and a guy like that would pick JT at $12,000. Well, I'm sorry, but look, the guy's just on fire. We obviously saw him win last week. He checks all the boxes when you look at the stats. I mean, you look at ball striking, he's number one in the field. He's number two in strokes gained approach. He's top 10 in proximity. Top 20 in strokes gained around the green. Has obviously had a very good history here with a win back in 2017. Two straight top 15 finishes after that and T6 in 2015. He did miss a cut in 2016, but listen, JT is just, I think he is so dialed in right now. I think he's poised to have an incredible year. I mentioned studs and duds earlier. I think there's a lot of value in the 7K range, even in that lower end and, and in the 6K range, some of these younger guys that nobody's looking at. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to play JT, even though he is that, you know, he's $900 more than the next price guy, Webb Simpson. So I, I just, I'm not going to avoid him this week. I am not. And so JT is one of my favorite plays. He is not my, he is not the favorite play for me in this range, but that's what I'm going to start with is JT. The favorite play for me is a guy that has not played this tournament before, is a young gun, is a stud, and that is Colin Morikawa. Yes, at 10-3. Mm. I absolutely love him this week. 
Let's look at the stats for him. He is second behind JT in ball striking. He's first right ahead of JT in strokes gained approach. 21st in driving accuracy. He's 32nd in proximity. Uh, you, you look at last week, he finished T7, had a pretty good round, uh, I believe it was, on Sunday. Um, I just I like some Colin Morikawa. I think he's going to play well this week. I think he is, uh, out of all the guys in this range, um, I could see him having a little bit lower ownership when he's sitting there sandwiched between last year's champion, Kuchar, you know, Hideki right above him, Patrick Reed right there, who's been playing fantastic, Webb. All of those, so you may get he may get lost a little bit in the ownership here in this range. So Colin Morikawa is going to be my second guy that I like as a tournament play this week. What about your cash and your fade? All right, my fade. Well, how about your? Yeah, go ahead. Fade's going to be Hideki. Yep, going to fade Hideki this week. Doesn't have like great course history here. I mean, when you look at the last three times he's played, he hasn't finished better than T twenty seven in two thousand seventeen. He was 51st last year, T78 in 2015. Um, he's going to check all the boxes, really, when you look at stats. But he is not very good when it comes to strokes gain putting on Bermuda. He is 106th in the field, strokes gain putting on Bermuda, when you look at his last 100 rounds. So I think I'm going to fade Hideki this, this week. And uh, so there you go. My cash play is going to be a guy, he, he doesn't, like, the, the stats aren't going to pop for him. But he always plays well on this course. He is um, just the ATM, and he's a great cash play always, and I'm getting him at 9,100. You can probably guess Charles Howell at 9,100 will be Yeah, I can guess when you say 9,100. Well, I mean, sorry. Cash play, Charles (laughs) Howell. So there you go. Um, Those are my plays. Um, All right, well, I am not willing to pay 12,000. It takes a lot for me to pay twelve thousand. Now, if he was eleven seven, no, not eleven seven, like eleven five, I'd probably pay for him. Um, but when I'm trying to get six of six, I'm not doing it. If I'm gonna go up here, I'm gonna go to Webb. I think Webb is going to be uh, actually a little less chalky Chalk. here. I think he's gonna be chalky. See, I don't think he is. Uh, in fact, in fact, I'll tell you this: I think Morikawa is going to be. I think Morikawa could be the highest, if not the second highest, owned guy of oh, that 10K whole group. No, just of ten k or above. Just of ten k or above. Uh, but here, here's what I will say though: I don't think in this nine. If you're playing DraftKings, I don't think this nine k or above range matters in terms of ownership. I just don't. I think in a full field event like this, you can you can pivot and find your your ownership leverage in another range 8k 7k 6k whatever however you want to do it i don't think you have to do that Uh, i think you play who you want to play up here and that's it don't i would say screw the ownership um that's just me that's my thoughts this week that could change uh but i'm going with webb simpson he is number two this is amazing think about how far webb simpson has come in the last 100 rounds on bermuda surface he is number two in this field, in strokes game putting, he's obviously he's always been a great ball striker. Even though his swing looks like a baby giraffe falling out of a vagina, it's awful. But he's number two in strokes game Bermuda, and I just Webb has proven over and over again that he's ready to take another another step and and kind of get back to that form that he lost when the whole putter anchoring ban thing came around. I love him. I love him as a as a pivot off of JT. 
but I don't think you have to go up there. I agree wholeheartedly. My absolute favorite pick in this range is Colin Morikawa. Uh, I had him written down. I totally agree with you. The guy gained six and a half strokes off the tee and with approach last week. Um, I mean, this kid, he hasn't missed a cut on the PJ Tour yet. He's he, just, he's he's, he's going to be he's a, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. His, he is a ball striking. Son that's of what guy. I was about to say. Yeah. Now it's a home game for him. A lot of family going to be here. He's got a lot of fam family from Hawaii. He didn't grow up in Hawaii, but family from Hawaii. I I don't know. That, I don't really think that phases this kid. I mean, he he's unbelievable. So I, I'm I'm all in with you on Colin Morikawa. We'll probably start a lot of lineups with Colin Morikawa. Uh, and I honestly don't think we're fooling anybody anymore with him. I just, I, I just don't. I think he's gonna be higher owned, um, and you know. I still think early on in the seat. I don't know. I guess we're still, we're not getting all the, you know, there's still football going on and whatever else. But I, I don't know. I mean, look, we can check. I mean, yeah. If you're playing like the, if you're playing the three dollar, I, I don't know, twenty max with all kind of public money in it, maybe. But I, I don't no, know. No, I mean, if you're well. But I, I just either yeah, way, fall, I don't care. I love him this week. I mean, yeah, I don't either. I mean, in the in the fall, I loved fading Hovland up here at 10k or above. I love doing that, and it paid off. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Morikawa. Everybody loves talking about Hovland, but I'm telling you, dude. Like, and I know he's special, but this Morikawa kid so far to me is just he's. I think I, I think Morikawa has the game to fit a lot of different courses. Where like like I think if he's in the field at you know, a, a longer course like last week or a shorter course like this week, he could still fit the bill. Whereas, like a, a Matt Wolf, you know, you may like look at him and be like, I don't know. I mean, I might want to just take him on a bomber's course, and I'm not sure I'm going to take him on a course like this. But you know, Hovland, I think same kind of way as Morikawa. He does. I mean, he's. You look at his stats; they're ridiculous. But I just think you know, Colin Morikawa just can any kind of course he's going to fit and. Um, so I'm with you. I just I'm a huge fan. High on him yeah. this week. Who are you my, fading? Well, my cash play is I mean, and, and obviously I would play any of those guys I just mentioned. You know, but I think the better cash angle is to play Joaquin Neiman um, at ninety four hundred dollars. Listen, I fell in love with that stinger he played. I don't know if I just haven't been paying attention, but I didn't know how good he was at hitting a ball low when he needed to. How do Until you even, I watched that, how do you that even hit that shot? Like There is what? no fucking way I could hit a ball that freaking low with a driver. I, I don't even understand the physics of it, honest, frankly. It looked I, like I a freaking wanna, trick shot. It really was. That was amazing. It was unreal. But he was a stud through the bag last week. I mean, he, he, was a, he gained strokes in every single category. Um, Bermuda is not his best surface, but it's not his worst surface. He checks the box ball striking across the board. Um, and I just think at $9,400, you just played Kapalua, you get that angle. Um, I, I don't know, man. And, and if these wins kick up like what, they're, what they say they're going to do, sh I mean, Neiman's a stud. I mean, and if you want to start a lineup at Neiman in tournaments or cash or whatever, I think you can start a lineup here too. Um, I don't mind it at all. So I, I'm in on Neiman. He, by the way, he is 35-1 to 1 on my bookie. So I kind of that's where I'm I'm kind of starting to look in that range at 35 to one for me. I think that's an interesting number for Joaquin Neiman. My fate. Now I like this range. I can't. I have a hard time arguing with almost anybody except for really two people. 
I think the clear fade is Abraham Answer. I like I like Abe. I think this is a decent track for him. But in this, if he's going to be priced at nine thousand dollars, I think he's out of his league right here. He, he's a little over his head in terms of the pricing yeah, at nine thousand dollars. I don't credit from the fall and yeah. President's Cup and whatever else. Yeah. I don't like the value on Abe at nine thousand. It's purely a value thing. I agree with um, that. I almost but, had him. He was he was close for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if I'm gonna make a little more bold fade, and I, and I talked about, I kind of, I kind of, you know, prefaced it here, a guy that gained uh, all of his strokes on the greens and around the greens last week at Kapalua, but lost strokes off the tee and with his approach shots was Patrick Reed. Now I loved Patrick Reed wow. last week. I was, Gosh. I was banging the Patrick Reed what drum. Is- I was banging the Patrick Reed drum, and I was hoping he'd pull it off. It would have helped my lineups a lot more had he done it, but. Uh, you know, we always say it like in 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 terms of DFS, in terms of golf, it's a heck of a lot harder to turn around the, sh- the 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 ball striking than it is the putting. Now he could go ahead and turn around the ball striking this week and totally flush this field down the pisser and just run away with it. Um, but I think if I'm gonna make a bold stand at 10-8, I'll go ahead and toss Patrick Reed out of there, uh, out of my player pool. I'd rather have Webb or Colin Morikawa right there around him. So. My bold call will be Reed, and I think my easy fade is Abraham Answer. Okay. Can't hate you there. All right, let's move to the 8K range. Uh, I think this one's a pretty, to me, this was a pretty cut and dry range, the 8K. I mean, it definitely gets complex, 7K and 6K. There's so many options here. But to me, it's pretty cut and dry, and, I, and I'll, I'll just tell you, like, I tried to find a reason to fade uh, Corey Connors and really can't find one. The guy's played here twice. T39 his first try. T3 last year in his second try. He just finished 19th at the Tournament of Champions, whatever, shaking the rust off. But the ball striking is still incredible for Corey Connors. He's one of the best iron players on the PGA Tour. The stats show it. Strokes gained approach, greens and regulation, all that stuff he's doing. Last week, uh, he... The numbers will show you that he lost strokes if you look at strokes gained off the tee. Well, that's because he didn't he didn't crush it like everybody else did. But if you look at his numbers, driving accuracy, he was actually very accurate last week. So this is a different golf course than last week. You got to be accurate here. He is he was very accurate last week. So it wasn't that he was spraying his driver. He just wasn't crushing it down there 350 like JT was. He hit his irons very well. He gained two and a half strokes at Kapalua, uh, which is good for a like top five in the field. Um, at Kapalua last week, he just, and he didn't he didn't putt that well. But that's the story of Corey Connors. Like, but he's going to keep you in it, and he's going to keep himself in it because his iron play is that good. And if he now he's his second week on Bermuda in a row, he's feeling comfortable. These are easier greens to putt once you get on the putting surface, as opposed to last week we had these big undulating greens that were new. Um, you know, I, I just I love Corey Connors here at eighty nine hundred. Uh, and he's 40 to 1 on my bookie.ag. So I like that. He is also my cash play, and I'll play him regardless of ownership as well in tournaments. So he's my cash play. And then finally, I, I mean, I think you go to Brendan Todd at $8,300. Maybe he gets a little less ownership after last week, but, um, you know, last week was not, not an ideal situation for Brendan Todd. Uh, it doesn't really let him leverage what he does best, which is be extremely accurate, always play from the fairway. 
but he's also a tremendous putter on Bermuda. In the last 100 rounds, he is 11th in this field in putting on Bermuda. Um, you know, hadn't played here in recent history, but, you know, he's 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 obviously on fire form. So uh, he was fourth in driving accuracy last week, so we know that the accuracy is still there. He's going to show strokes gain off the tee as a loss at Kapalua, but that's because he's not gaining enough distance. But he was accurate, and he just he needed more putts to drop. That was it for Kapalua. So I'm in on Brennan Todd, who is at 50 to one on mybookie.ag, and uh, and then my fade is gonna be, I got a few guys here, but if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get a little more bold, I'll go with a name. I'm gonna fade Norin at 8800, and kind of like Abraham Answer, it's kind of a price thing for me. Like he he checks some boxes. This is a decent course for him. But this is his first time playing it. He's never he's never played this event before. So first time, you know, first event we've seen him in a in a while. Um, maybe he's shaking the rust off. Eighty eight hundred dollars. I would much rather have a bunch of names underneath him. So from a value standpoint, he's the fade for me in this range. Wow. Okay. So um, we have a little difference of opinion, and we're going to start right there with your fade, who is one of my favorites for GPPs, and that is Alexander Norin at eighty-eight hundred. Mm. You know what? He. We actually have seen. I mean, we had a break. There was a break in there between the last tournament he played, which was the last tournament on tour, which is the RSM Classic, where he actually fared quite well. He finished top ten there. So um, you know he's if you oh, look yeah. at if you look at his last eleven tournaments, he's made ten of eleven cuts. He's got let's see one, two, three, four top fifteen finishes. And you know we saw him play well here or well in on this you know the West Coast a couple years ago. Last year was kind of a bad year for him, but I think that Alex Norin is is primed for to kind of to kind of bring it back a little bit. And I like this I like this course for him. Um, I think it's a good course for fit for his his game. You know, look, he's not going to pop in all the stat categories and whatever else, but you know, you look at you, we talked about strokes gain putting on Bermuda. He's top 25 in the field over the last 100 rounds in strokes gain putting on Bermuda. He's top 10 in scrambling. So, he's kind of one of those guys that I just feel like is trending in the right direction with his game. And I, I, you're definitely going to get low ownership. He was like five percent owned at the RSM Classic, um, so I think that I think he's a good play actually, and I don't mind that price. I'm all right with it. So uh, he is he is not going to be a fade. Actually, I like him in tournament lineups. So there you go. We got some disagreement there, but that's okay. Okay, yeah. As far as uh, another GPP, I love I love Kiz this week. A- another great course for him. You know, I mean he's. He's obviously shown in the past that he can play this course pretty well. I mean, he's he's finished. He's had two top ten or top five finishes here. Uh, I think the the game is is coming around. We saw him play, you know, fairly well last week. He didn't play great on Sunday, but he, he jumped up there in the top ten at, at some point, really in the top five. So I do like his um, look. Always tends to play these short courses well. These short kind of tight courses where you got to think your way around. Um, you know, small greens. You know, he's he's you know always a great ball striker great putter i think these are this is just a, a, a good course for him so i like kids at 8700 um cash play and also i think gpp is i don't i don't know how you avoid Chez Reeby at 8400 I mean, you look at his you know he's gained 35 strokes on the field in his last five times playing here checks all the boxes uh you look at the stats for Chez. i mean he's top 10 in ball striking Sixth in strokes gained approach. He's top. He's sixth in fairways gained. 
He's number one in the field in proximity. So I think Ches Reavy is just sort of a lock him in, 80, you know, 8,400 cash play. I don't really see him missing the cut here or anything. And I think he can definitely, you know, do better than, you know, he's going he's gonna to at least reach value, if not better. So I do like some Ches here. I'm with you on Brendan Todd. I and mean, he was another guy. I was kind of between Kiz and Brendan Todd. Um, I mean, you know, Todd's just been incredible. I mean, it's hard to avoid him. So I don't, I, you know, I'm with you there. The fade for me is going to be Sneds. Just, I don't, I don't know. Snedeker. He was one I had written down to fade. I mean. I'm with you. I just, we haven't seen a whole lot of him lately. He didn't play all that great in the fall. Um, doesn't really check the boxes all that much as far as stat categories are concerned. Um, I, I, I do, you know, he does have a decent course. He finished, you know, 16th here last year. He was second in 2016, but. I don't know. I think Sneds is – I want to see a little more out of old Snedeker before I'm going to play him. And I, I know kind of – we get to the West Coast, Sneds is always – he's always popping for us. Um, but for me this week, he's going to be a fade. So there you go. Hey, so a really sharp listener and and, and very well-known TJ supporter, uh, Mr. Uh, Marcus Miklovich, our boy Marcus, he's been following us for a while, mm-hmm. brings up an interesting point with Chez. And – this this is this is something to think about. Do we fade him due to the PXG curse because he just signed with PXG? I do know he's now he's now he's hitting PXG clubs and he goes out in his first event last week, finishes twenty seventh out of thirty four. Um, and, and okay, let me let me let's let's talk through this. I've already mentioned this a couple times with a couple other names. If you look at strokes gained stats, you're going to see strokes gained off the tee, and you're going to see Chez Reeve lost over four strokes off the tee. But you need to know that strokes gained off the tee takes into account accuracy and distance. When you look at the breakdown, Chez is obviously a short knocker. He does not hit the oh, ball. So we're far. talking about off the tee last week. Yes, he okay, finished on a very different course he, where you don't. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Hang on. He finished. Almost dead last in distance, which is why he gets the negative four. I'm, I'm educating the listener here, Pat. I'm not lecturing you. Calm the hell down. Which is why he gets the negative four strokes game. However, he finished first in driving accuracy last week. He hit 56 of 60 fairways last week. Now, obviously, those fairways were freaking massively wide. Those but, fairways are incredibly wide, but yeah. But still- he didn't finish. He didn't finish T1. He finished one, number yeah. one. He hit more fairways than anybody else in the field with a PXG driver. Now, you know, Chez is typically known as also a pretty good iron player. He he was absolute baseline on strokes gained approach um, last week. So I, I don't know. I think that I think it's I think it's kind of the jury's out with PXG and and Chez review. But I do think that you can make a case for PXG being the detriment of some players that have switched um, when, when you look back at it. I mean, I think we've seen some guys fall off. Uh, we've also seen guys play well. I mean, Billy Horschel's a guy who's played well on PXG. Um, but I think you could make an argument for a, a, a few names that PXG has just not been great with. So let, I just think that's interesting, something to watch. I actually like, the, I mean, I, I like that he brought up that point, I think, because I did notice that he did. I noticed that he switched to the, the PXG irons. Um, By the I, way, I, after day one, when DJ was hitting the new TaylorMade Sim driver and God, clicking he was, the shit out of it, yeah. I was like, hey, uh, can, 
can can we get an M5 ASAP to Hawaii? But then he he, he figured it out. He, he got it worked out. But yeah, that was but I do think there is there could be something to the PXG thing. But look, I, I feel like these guys are smart enough and self aware enough that these are their careers that they're not just going to switch clubs for any sort of you know you know whatever. I mean they, I, they've been testing them and doing whatever. So we'll see. Um, but Reeves just. I feel like okay. I feel like you could put any club in that guy's hands, and he, he's going to be a ball striking machine. Well, he's going to hit it straight. Yeah, yeah. he's going to hit it straight. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't hate the picks. I, I obviously disagree vehemently with Norin. Uh, Kiz, I don't hate. Um, I mean, I, I looked at Kiz for sure, I, for sure. So anyway, all right, let's let's move on. Let's get to the seven K range. We're going to give you three guys here. Is that what we're doing? Three, or mm, two? I've got three two guys. cash. Three guys, three ca- three GPPs, one cash, and two fades in this range. Um, all right, well, I mean, I got to go to a guy who played last week, which obviously we saw uh, the number show tends to pay off. I'm going to go back to Lanto Griffin. We talked about him last week. Lanto was chalk last week. He may be chalk again this week. Uh, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Uh, he finished 13th. He played pretty solid he had his iron play last week and his scrambling was tremendous uh, he just didn't putt that well but that's lanto griffin once again and and you know a lot of people lanto's a bomber he is a bomber so last week's course fit him a lot better but i was pleased to see uh actually how good his iron play was last week and i think that will pay off for him here and i like that we get him at 7500 for a guy who played last week for a guy who finished 13th last week for a guy who just won in the fall I think it's a pretty good price break relative to guys above him, so I like the value that Lanto brings at uh, at seventy five hundred. Obviously, he's not played here before, or actually, he did play here a couple years ago. Finished fifty eighth. I don't really care about about that honestly. Um, so I like Lanto. He's a hundred to one on my bookie. Which, by the way, if you don't have a my bookie account, go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code Tour Junkies, and now they've given us a bonus. They've given us a bonus. If you sign up with promo code Tour Junkies, not only do you get the 50% deposit bonus, okay, not only do you get the exceptional customer service and they treat you like a special boy, like a special boy because you are a Tour Junkies guy and we've been working with them for three years. If you ever have a need or you have an issue, let us know. They always take care of our people. But now you get a $10 free master's bet. And I would just say throw that on a big number. Throw that on somebody at like 90 to 1 or greater longer on a master's bet. Knock that out. It's a great deal. So mybookie.ag promo code Tour Junkies. You have to deposit at least fifty dollars to get all of that. So go ahead and do that. Mybookie.ag promo code Tour Junkies. Um, another guy that I'm kind of looking at on my bookie is Russell Knox. Above him at fifty to one, seventy-eight hundred dollars. Now, I mean Knox obviously is your course history boy. Got a great record here, but from an iron play standpoint, from a if this gets windy standpoint. Uh, Knox is definitely your boy. Now, he's not a great putter on Bermuda. It's actually his worst surface, so that scares me a little bit. But with being smaller greens, if he can dial in the irons, at least they're shorter putts. Let's hope that let's hope that works out for Russell Knox. And then finally, my third tournament play is going to be Rory Sabatini at $7,600, uh, who, who had a decent, you know, decent year. I think this is like one of my first times picking Rory Sabatini. Um, he, he likes playing here. He plays Wiley as much as he can. He's played here five out of the last five years, only missed one cut, gained 16 strokes over the last five years, and checks uh, checks the box from iron play standpoint. You know, pretty good iron player. D- 
decent value, probably a cut maker. I like the value for Rory Sabatini. So I'm going to go with Rory, Lanto, and Knox as my tournament plays. Knox is also my cash play at 50 to 1. By the way, Sabatini is at 90 to 1 on my bookie. That has uh, interested me, piqued my interest as well. So uh, I'll go there. And then uh, in terms of a fade, I'll give you my two fades. I'm going to go, first of all, a guy that I hate to fade. I hate, it breaks my heart to fade him. It breaks my heart. It's a friend of ours. His name is Joel Damon. Now listen, I hope I'm wrong. Oh, gosh. I, ho- I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Gosh. And maybe on Wednesday. Maybe There's only on been Wednesday, a few times when I've wanted to throw up in my mouth on this podcast, and, and that is now uh, <laughs> well, one of them. Well, maybe on Wednesday I can get on the chalk bomb and go, hey, heads up, play Joel Damon. But uh, I also know that Joel took a long break, and Joel thoroughly enjoyed his break. And Joel typically doesn't suggest backing him during his first event back. Mm. So at $7,100, I think you see him and you go, whoa, Joel Damon, $7,100, I think I want some of that. I would say... You may want to you may want to avoid uh, you may want to avoid Joel. Uh, also, my second fade is going to be a guy at seventy eight hundred dollars who I like and who I actually have a Masters future bet on at a big number, and I also like him on the West Coast, but I don't like him this week, and that is Aaron Wise at seventy eight hundred dollars. Uh, first event back in a while, missed the cut here last time. His biggest weapon is that driver. He can take advantage of his length. Uh, he's not going to be able to do that here. So I will be out on Aaron Wise at $7,800. Not a big fan of the price tag there for him with a ton of value here in the 7K range. I think I'll pass. Hmm. All right, I'll start with that since we're talking. Uh, we're, we, we've got a little bit of agreement here in this this group, so we'll, we'll kind of breeze through a little bit. But I am with you. Aaron Wise is one of my fades as well. Just not big on him this week. Um, hasn't really been in good form. Doesn't have – you know, really good history here. So I, I'm just, I'm not, on, I'm not on some, uh, some Aaron Wise. I mean, last time he played here, he missed the cut. So I'm, I'm agree, agreeing with you there. Um, my other fade is going to be Kevin Na. I just, I can't, I don't easy, know. Easy fade. It's an easy fade. Easy fade. But he'll probably win. He watch it, him win. It now. would be the most Kevin Na thing for him to freaking win this golf tournament. Yeah. After and then you look, I mean, he missed. I'm the, telling you, he missed the cut in 17 or 18 the last time he played. Nothing better than a T28 finish, and he was awful last week. Nah is just gonna, you're, he's gonna win. But so I ma- swear to you, right now, I'm about to place a bet on Nah because I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, th- like that throwing a bet, I might look at it. Let's look at my bookie he, right now. What is he on my bookie? He a hundred percent deserves to be faded. A hundred percent deserves to be faded. But I he's swear hundred to one on, Ke- on Kevin. Oh, hundred to one. Fuck. Throw a bet I on am, him right now on my bookie. I am entering a bet right now. How much should I do? What should I do? Just do one unit, one of your units, whatever your units are. I don't even want to do a whole unit. <laughs> you want a quarter? hundred to one. That that motherfucker will win this event. I promise you. Um. Okay. Okay. Hundred to one. Done. I just did a half unit because okay. I just swear right. he would. While you're doing but I'm that, not playing him in DFS. Yeah, well, me either. Uh, also, you mentioned Russell Knox. He is definitely one of my tournament plays. I love him this week. I think, you know, good price, 7800 good form, everything, all that you said. Another guy I thought you might mention right at the top of this range is uh, is Brian Stewart. It's $7,900. Um, you know, you look at his the last— CPA? Yeah, the CPA. 
And the last, he's top 10 to the last two times he's played here. Uh, you look at the stats, he is second in the field in driving accuracy. He's third in proximity, top 25 in strokes gained approach. Um, he's actually been in um, pretty good recent form. You look at his, let's see, last three events, he was top 10 at the RSM Classic, T23 at the OHL, uh, which is the Mayakoba. He was at, you know, T51 in Bermuda, whatever, made the cut. But, you know, I think... I think Brian Stewart's interesting here. So I like him at 7,900. Um, yeah, another guy I like. Your favorite guy. You love him. 7,400. He's going to he's gonna get it back this Zach, year. Zach, Zach Johnson. Johnson 7,400. <laughs> Hey, I look, this is, a, this is a course for him, you know? He's such a nice man. He's such a nice man. He's such a good guy. But you know what? He's a nice boy. I've talked to him a few, a handful of times. We've met Zach a handful of times. He's a very nice boy. Look, he had a terrible year last year. Missed the cut last year at this, court, at this, on this, at this tournament. But I, I'm saying he had terrible. You know, I think PXG screwed him up, actually. I think he's one of them. Yeah. Is he off of PXG yet? Is he still on PXG? We need to check that. We need to check that. Get, get Marcus to check DM. that. We need to DM Zach on yeah. Insta. He follows us on Instagram. We need to DM him on Insta and say, like, hey, dude, when are you getting off of PXG? Okay, well, if he is off PXG before I last gotta be year. honest. The Tito's is starting to kind of work in work on me a little bit. Well, I don't, I'm, I've, I've cut back my drinking a lot lately, and so I literally only drink on Monday nights, and now I'm, like, starting to, I'm starting to feel it. Who am I looking for? Zach Johnson and what court, what what court, clubs he's playing. Anyway, well, before, I'm asking you. You sound like you just had a damn mini stroke. Before last year, he was T15 or T14 <laughs> in 18, T6 in 2017. What what happened? What happened? Sammy Johnson. <laughs> I need to get Listener, where I can see these damn comments. It's not on there. Listener Sammy Johnson just screen recorded me on YouTube. Doing something I shouldn't have. Thank you, Sammy. Oh God. All right. Anyway, go I'm ahead. Not, okay, I'm not sure I'm following, but anyway, I just feel like Zach could have a good year, and oh, I think God. he's he. You know, he showed a little bit in the fall. Let's see if Zach's still a PXG soldier. I don't think he is anymore. I feel like he's not. I, I, I feel know. like he left PXG. Anyway. Look at his okay. stats Sorry. still. I mean, he's 23rd in the field in ball striking, 22nd in fairways gain, 12th in proximity. Um, I, I think we could see a good week out of Zach. Um, so, I like him. It's 7,400. I'm, I'm about to DM him and ask. All right, we're, you're doing all this in the middle of the show. Like, this is, you're doing pat things. Like, things are distracting you, and you're not staying on task. Um, because we got the 6K range here coming up. Okay, I'm I'm ready. All right. Okay, did so you go, did you finish? Yeah, I finished with Zach was my last GPP play. So you ready for the six K range, DB? Yep. Who who you got? All right, so I got a couple guys here, and I will start with uh, my highest price guy at sixty eight hundred. A guy I liked I liked last week, Tyler Duncan. Um, just look, been playing fantastic. Um, you know, he was he's 10th in the field in, in driving accuracy. He's 13th in, in proximity. Had a um, just a fantastic fall. I mean, was let's see. Oh, shit. What am I what am I doing here? What am I doing? I'm here? just laughing at myself thinking about what I'm about to say to you in just a second. 
I'm already laughing at myself. Anyway, he had a good fall. He won the RSM Classic. Top 20 last week, but whatever, 30 people in the field. T18 at the Bermuda Classic. So I think Tyler Duncan is a good play. Also like some Doc Redman at 6,600. Let's let's drop it down. Drop it down a little bit. Um, But look, he's another guy that has been in, in good form. Um, he was T23 at the RSM, had a T35 at the Bermuda Classic. Uh, you look at, um, well, he had three top 25s, by the way, in the fall. Um, you look at the stats for old Doc. He was, let's see, let me drop down. I'm, no. You're not sixth, very organized. Sixth in the field in ball striking, 35th strokes gained approach. He is sixth in fairways gained and top 20 in proximity. I think old Doc could have a good week. Bonus play, Harry Higgs at 6,700. Great ball striker, checks the box in proximity, also in driving accuracy. So I like some Harry Higgs. That's that's Are, sort of my bonus flyer play. Like I think like if you just want to, uh, you know, uh, you're going down here and you're looking for a, kind of a good potential high upside guy that can score some birdies, I like, I like some Harry Higgs there. I almost wrote down Harry Higgs, but are, and then I asked myself, I got really introspective. Are we playing Harry Higgs because we just like Harry Higgs? No, I think he's a very talented, good golfer. Is why I took him off. Cause I don't know. Um, the fact that you just made it through the six thousand dollar range without mentioning Bud Colley, without mentioning Bud Colley, is a damn Christmas miracle. Was that what you it's were going to say? Was that what you were laughing at yourself miracle. about? Yeah, I didn't the even. See, I gotta be honest. I didn't even see. Did you him. not Did see him? him? I knew it. I knew. I knew. I knew. I knew there was some reason you didn't mention Bud Colley. It. I knew it. I. I freaking knew it. When I saw the the prices come out and I saw Bud Colley in the six K, I was like freaking a Pat. Pat is the is the 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 image the South Park image of the guy that goes all over his computer. Like that's you looking at Bud Colley at sixty nine hundred dollars. How excited were you? Well, I've, you know who I like. You know who I like, David. I like Bud Colley. Bud Colley. I mean, look at him again, again. Look at him. Look. I mean, just looking. I mean, I can't believe you didn't do that. I don't know. He didn't pop when I'm looking at everything that I. Well, because I, you didn't look, you you missed him. You missed. Well, him. that ought to tell you right there that I don't just sit there and look at names. I'm looking at actually. There's actually some things that I'm looking oh, at besides bullshit. names. You look right. at names, Webb Simpson. <laughs> hey, come on. You're more of a name guy than I am. Okay. Um, if, if, but I, I would love our our listeners, whatever Twitter followers, to say who who is the more of a name guy. And it is not me. I think it's you. Are you speaking into the microphone? What are you doing? God, are you making? What a are drink? you doing? Are you bartending over there to like a a, a number of people? No, I'm Why bartending to so myself. Long? Jeez. All right, I'm gonna give you five guys in this range. Five right. guys, um, please. I can like we... this range. Look. All right, I'll make it snappy. Adam Long and GMAC both played last week. Both did okay. GMAC, third in strokes gained approach last week. Third at Kapalua. Iron play was good. Did not putt well, despite the fact that he's actually got pretty good long-term Bermuda stats. He's a great win player. He's super cheap. Love GMAC at 6,800. Adam Long has not missed a cut all season so far. Proven PGA Tour winner. He's at 6,800 as well. That's a stupid good price on Adam Long. He was accurate last week. His irons were okay. He scrambled really well. So Tita Green, pretty solid. He just needs a couple putts to drop. I like he's Adam not missing Long. cuts. I'm with you there. He's not missing cuts. Adam Long's 150 to one. G Max 125 to one on my bookie. 
Uh, I like Henrik Norlander. He's a ball striker. I talked him up at the RSM. He played really well at the RSM. Norlander was uh, another guy I had written down, but I didn't want to write down yeah. 18,000 guys like you have. Anyway, go ahead. He's number one in greens and regulation over the last 24 rounds in this field. Number one. Another guy who strikes the ball very, very well. Zinjun Zhang. I like him. I like Zinjun Zhang. Another guy who strikes the ball well at 6,500, Mark Hubbard. Uh, I think you Zhang just like a, saying Zinjun Zhang. Like, I, I think that's Zin why Zin you throw that. Zinjun Zhang is 175 to one, and Hubbard is 225 to one. Hubbard almost won a golf tournament not too long ago. Like Homeless Hubs, and that is Twitter. Well, yeah. Okay. He in October he finished runner up at the Houston. He lost on the last hole to Lanto at the Houston in October. He's 225 to one at Wiley. Like. This is probably a better course for him than Houston was. I just think that's kind of absurd. Maybe find an each-way bet on Hubbard or a top five or a top ten bet on Hubbard I think is interesting. But 225 to one is insane. Um, but I like Zinju. I do like Zinju as well. He's mature. He's very mature. He played here once in 2018, finished T25 his first time out. I mean, dude's a ball striker. He's 30. I mean, he's mature. Anyway, um, yeah, that's our picks. Good stuff. Enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of names in the 7K and 6K. We just try to narrow it down and not give you everybody. But there yeah. are a lot of names in the 7K A lot of names. There really are. Which is why you can play Justin Thomas at 12,000. <sighs> um, all right. Before we get into Pat, you reading incredible rap lyrics that I'm very excited about. Uh, the Century was interesting. I don't know if anybody caught my joke in the beginning, but... The Century did pick up a hot mic on Patrick Cantlay, making fun of Mark Rolfing uh, on Sat thought, Friday or Saturday. Was, I thought it was like thrown out there that, that that wasn't what he meant, that he wasn't making fun of Mark <sighs> Rolfing. Yeah, so somebody asked his caddy about it. His caddy denied it. I'm sorry. It sounded like you were making fun of Mark Rolfing. Even if it wasn't, let's just pretend it is because it's really damn funny. Regardless, it does show Patrick Cantlay with a lot more personality I than you normally see, and I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a all big here fan for of that. It. Yeah. So if you didn't catch my joke in the beginning, that's what that was, you pampered podcast. Um, love that. Uh, you had the guy screaming cheater to Patrick Reed on the last hole. Love it. Um, it's just fun. I, not that I would agree. I don't, I don't agree with the guy yelling that. I think that's dumb. You're stupid. Grow up. But I, I just love the drama. It, the drama's amazing. Um the playoff was lit. I wanted Reed. You wanted Xander. Good call on Xander, by the way. Uh, yeah, we two of three outcomes would have been really nice for either one of us, and, and it didn't Justin happen. Thomas won. So there we go. I mean, I thought um, I was I thought I was being a little bit bold by by saying Xander would go back to back and win. And I mean, Xander I thought missed it, three putting from thirty five feet on the last hole. Dude, what was he doing? What did he? It did just he said something hand. like he got gusted. I'm like. You can get gusted on a 170-yard shot into the green. How do you get gusted on a putt? Or did I catch that wrong? Like, did he get – like, maybe I called that wrong, but I'm like, dude, come on. You're trying to win a tournament. Nestle that damn thing up three feet if you have to and give you a little – a three-feet yeah. tester. You just you just tickle it up there, buddy. You don't – you're not trying to be a hero. You just tickle it up there. I can give like him some a, lag lessons. Like, jun like junior prom. You know what I mean? You just – you just tease it a little bit. You're not trying to, you're not trying to, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. Do you know what I mean? By um, the way, did you see that li that lip that Jay speaking? Did you see that lip that JT got? 
I mean, lip yes. out where it lipped, but it went all <laughs> the way around, and I can't believe that thing went in. That was some good actual entertainment. If you stayed up and watched Sunday's round, it was. It, I watched the entire thing. It was fantastic. Uh, that's a you know oh, we talk about this was. every year, but one of the things I love about the West Coast tournaments, especially Hawaii, is when we get this primetime golf. I love it. Oh, love primetime. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of I love the I'm a big fan of primetime golf. Um Yeah, I mean there's a ton of stuff we can talk about. We're not gonna bore you with all that. It's this is an exciting week. I will say this though, um as golf is about to get geared up, we need you guys to pull it together. You know what I mean? Like follow us on subscribe to us on YouTube, please. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and leave us an iTunes review. Give us a five star review. We're gonna have a contest coming up here that's gonna involve the masters. And it's probably going to involve some, something along those lines for those who do it both when the contest starts and those who have already done it. We need your support. We need it. It helps us out. Me and Pat put a lot of effort work into this crap. We'd love to, love to have you help us pay it off. Um, for those of you that have children, this is the last thing before we get to Pat's rap, which if you have children, you need to not let them listen to Pat's rap coming up. But if you have children... Be on the lookout because very, uh, it's a very high likelihood that this week on maybe Friday, we will be dropping a new YouTube video called Junior Junkies. And it is starring my nine-year-old son who is a golf addict and another friend of ours whose eight-year-old son is kind of a, a, an emerging golf addict. And we put them in front of a camera and we ask them funny questions and they are very cute and very funny kids. Your kids will enjoy it. It is designed... For both adults and kids to enjoy we want to create little junior junkies little junior golf addicts because we know this if we create junior junkies and junior golf addicts that means that the grown-up golf addicts get to play more golf because they can tell their wives hey honey i'm going to take the little the little little snot-nosed kid out to the golf course we're gonna go play around so we're just trying to get you out on the course a little more junior junkies is a thing we've got some merch on the website you can check it out tourjunkies.com We've got uh, some some long sleeve sweaters out there, some hoodies. We'll have T-shirts pretty soon for your junior junkies, uh, all the way from like two T to like youth extra large. So whatever that means. So check that out, junior junkies uh, on tourjunkies.com and YouTube. Be on the lookout for the YouTube channel. When you see the video, we need you to retweet it, share it. Put it on your Facebook. We want it to blow up and like Ellen DeGeneres picked this up because it's literally that cute. It's very, very cute and very funny. So we need you to guys to do that. Help help make the daddies famous because if the kids get famous, like, I, I mean, seriously, like Tiger could do videos with these kids. It'd be the cutest thing ever. So help us out, please, even if you don't have kids. That's my, that's my plea. Pat, do you have anything to add to that? Nah, I don't. I think the this week's DraftKings uh, Tour Junkies After Dark YouTube video is going to be lit because I'm good and there's been some disagreement. It's going to be fun. So that's another thing. If you're not watching the DraftKings Tour Junkies After Dark show, which is only like 15, 20 minutes on YouTube, on DraftKings' YouTube channel every week, you're missing out because me and Pat are arguing about picks that we just discovered this week that we disagreed with, and uh, we're giving our sportsbook picks for DraftKings, and it's very late at night. Pat switches to Rosé, which a lot of people don't know about on this podcast. He switches to Rosé, and then, uh, yeah, it gets kind of crazy. All right, Pat, um, are you ready? I am. Are you ready for this? All right, do you, you want me to text this to you, the lyrics? Yeah, let's, let's text okay, it to Okay, it's me. a lot of... 
Okay, it's a lot of lyrics, but okay. Oh my god. All right, I have just texted Pat the lyrics. Now, this came to us. Oh my god, of, this thing is long. We had a lot of really good submissions, and I appreciate those who submitted. Um, we had some submissions on Instagram and Twitter. This one, and and I looked at a lot of them. I, I really did. I looked at a lot of them. I felt like this one would be entertaining, although I did make note of a couple others that I think in the future for Pat Reed's rap lyrics would also be good. But this one really made me chuckle, and it is an oldie but goodie. It's by Bubba Sparks. So shout out white trailer trash rappers. It's by Bubba Sparks, and it was suggested to us by a fellow follower, uh, Thomas Schraus, who... Uh, I like Thomas. He's a local boy here in Augusta. He's a tax slayer guy. Great dude. Great supporter of the tour junkies. Song entitled Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. Hmm. Uh, Pat, I am interested to hear you read this song. Um, we're making good time, so you know, don't feel like you have to rush it. You know, take it in. This is a great song. Great song. And then All we're right. going to end with this. I've never heard this song, so I don't know how this goes. Um, so am I just supposed to just read and, and how I think it's yeah. going to go? Or Yeah. <laughs> I'm already so excited. Let me get an extra sip here. <laughs> I'm going to have to sip a few times during this one. Mm. The second verse is my favorite. Okay. Anyway. I found you, Miss New Booty. Get it together and bring it back to me. Hit the playas cub. Hit the... Hit the players club for about a month or two. <laughs> Put his hand on it, then see what he do. Get it right, get it right, get it tight. Girl, I don't need you, but you need me. Take it off, let it flop, shake it freely. And I don't tell stories, I let them tell themselves. And you ain't gonna sell sex, girl, it sells itself like nothing else. Yeah, I'm a country boy, but that big city bottom fill me up with joy. Ain't life grand, life's grand, live it up, daddy. Here you here go the whisper song. Baby, this is us ready. <laughs> Baby Here this, go what? Here go what? Here here go the whisper song. Baby, this us ready? <laughs> Put it on me enthusiastically. Whatever is it is that you do, you do it admirably. You ain't choose it. <laughs> that thing choose me. It's Bubba and Yin Yang all the way in this thing. Yo! <laughs> It's always better than I, than I ever thought it would be. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> mm. I was excited about the second verse. That was just the first. Oh. Booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Booty, 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 <laughs> booty, rocking everywhere. All right, second verse. Right. Here we go. Finish it up. Another drink, another drink. Hang on. <laughs> Make sure you enunciate here. I want the listeners to know. Quarter to 12. And wait a minute, just- wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out. Josh Kissler had a great idea. You need to turn your visor to the side or upside down. We need to be able to see your face a little bit. We need to be able to see the concentration. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's money. Quarter oh. to 12, and we just getting in. Bubba gonna make a spark with the yin-yang twins. Sipping on Patron. <laughs> blom, 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 shawty in a thong. Hoom, 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 ass get the jiggling. Motherfucking wiggling, get that thing shaking. <laughs> like she frost bitch shivering. Ass be delivering. All type of flashes, caches, got those hoes shaking those molasses. That molasses, sorry. Shh, shh, let me whisper in your ear. Get yourself together, go and buy so new can do. So, so new can do. Something your head in. Hit the club, shake your ass, and the brother's gonna show some love. 
do that move thing just a minute ago, I guarantee you, you'll make all that dough. So go on, do your thing, baby. Work, do what you got to get what you want. <laughs> I think that's how it ends. What is up with these lyrics? They're, they're freaking crazy. It really is so much better than I thought it would be. Like, I knew it'd be good. I didn't think it'd be that good. Literally, if you can go back and find the episode that we did where you did this the first time, because this is only the second time, but if you go back and find the episode where you did this the first time, you your cadence is exactly the same. <laughs> you say it exactly the same. You do not waver. It's like the same thing. Ass get the jingling, motherfucking wiggling. Get that thing shaking like she frostbit shivering. Ass be delivering all type of flat. See, and another thing is how it's like texted here. Like you're trying to like, I'm trying to like put it. It's like trying to put a I like puzzle the, together. You really <laughs> You got messed up on the get yourself together. You got messed up on that line in the second verse. Get yourself together. Get yourself together going by so new care do something with your hair, Den? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was, I was like, at first I was like, is this even, did you even, like, <laughs> copy this correctly i did i copied it right off of accurate apple music lyrics mm. god that was amazing you need to go hey hey here's what you need to do now you ready in the break between this and tj after dark you need to pull up the song on apple music and video do an insta story videoing yourself listening to it not rapping it but like just listening to it and like hearing the cadence for the first time okay I'll do that. While you read, while you also read the lyrics, you know what I mean. Okay. I don't <laughs> think if I, if I, yeah, I got a lot to do doing this. Okay. That's so good, man. Right. I appreciate you doing that. That that really is one of my favorites. We might have to do this more often. I don't know. Or do we just keep it special? It's yeah, very. I think special. it needs to be a special occasion. If a listener could remind us which episode the last one was in, that would be fantastic. Because I don't remember, so that'd be great. All right. Thanks, everybody. May your screens be green. Have a great week. Thank you to all the YouTube viewers. Appreciate you guys. You are the best. Uh, remember to subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, rate and review. We'd appreciate it. Love you guys. May your screens be green. See ya.